thank you for having me and thank you for this very illustrious introduction. Um, if I don't live up to it, it's Dimitri's fault, <laughs> not my fault. Um, um, so, um, it's thank you for inviting me. It is always a pleasure to be here. And um, I'm, I'm going to dive in straight away and try and clarify by what I mean with contemporary Greek poetry. Um, it's a very loaded term, uh, it's very ambiguous, um, but I am spe referring specifically to poetry currently being written and published by poets who first appeared in Greek letters after the year 2000, and in most cases after 2005. I have chosen to do this for two, to, to focus on this particular group for two reasons. First, because this seemingly arbitrary circumscription allows us to avoid defining these poets exclusively by their age group. That is to say, make them into a generation. I wanted to avoid making them into a generation. Although, having said that, it is unavoidable to a significant degree. But it's also significant to consider that the age bracket of this group um, is quite large. You get from 22 to 50 people who are publishing during this time. On the other hand, this arbitrary bracketing allows us to read these poets who write during a specific period in time in that is to say, this crisis. So this conceptual arbitrariness allows us to define them not only on the basis of shared characteristics, but also by taking into account the heterogeneities influence in this group, or maybe groups. We'll talk about that. Um, can you hear me properly? Okay. If I trail off, please give me a shout. Okay. Um, in times of crisis, it is usual, if not customary, for one to return to national and familial narratives. However, the contemporary Greek poets I would like to talk about today subvert national and familial narratives and instead offer narratives of a kind which suggest alternative networks and models of sociality and solidarity. These poets not only acknowledge trauma, but engage with it. Indeed, these poets find themselves <coughs> excuse me, at the problematic intersection where they are capturing both personal and collective forces at once. Trauma, instead of being viewed as the origin of continued ill health, as a site of lack and or blockage of personal and collective forces, cannot be approached as an opportunity for social prognostication. All the impending social and political forces of a possible future might be found in the work of these poets. My paper, even when it will not do so explicitly, engages with the work of Vasilis Amanatidis, Katerina Leopoulou, Yanis Tigas, Dimitris Salos, Panagiotis Ioannidis, Orfeas Apergis, Yanis Dukas, Agelos Kiriou, Nikolas Avadinos, Nikos Erinakis, Phoebe Giannisi, Petrus Golitsis, Thomas Ioannou, Dimitris Petrou, <coughs> Ευτυχία Παναγιώτου, Θοδωρής Ζακόπουλος, Λένια Ζεφυροπούλου, Κυριάκος Ιφιλτζόγλου, Θωμάς Τσαλαπάτης, Ιορδάνης Παπαδόπουλος, Ένο Άγγολη, Ζήσα Ιναλής, Δημήτρης Ελευθεράκης, Χρήστος Αρμάντος Γκέζος, Άννα Βρίβα, Πατρίτσια Κολαΐτη, Δήμητρα Κοτούλα, Δήμητρης Λεοτζάκος, Μαρία Κουλούρη, Αλέξιος Μάινας, Τέριος Μήτας, Ζαφίρης Νικήτας, Γιώργος Ψάλτης, Γιώργη Βεδουράκης, Χάρης Ψαράς, Γιάννα Μπούκοβα, Κωνσταντίνος Χατζηνικολάου, Θανάστρια Ρίδης, Δημήτρα Ιωάννου, Ινουέρστα Τζένι, Στέφανος Παπαδόπουλος, Τρίφων Τολίδης, Σταμάτης Πολάκης, Νίκος Βιολάρης. I could certainly add a few more diasporic poets to the list, uh, but we can discuss this later. 
Um, also, disclaimer, I am forgetting people. I'm certain I do. So, um, you know, people watching this podcast, I did not do this on purpose. Um, so, uh, this is not by stre- any stretch a definitive list, but it is a start. Almost every single one of these poets I've, I've just mentioned have appeared in the, poetry, in the Greek poetry scene over the last 10 years, and very, very few of them have appeared a few years before 2005, that is to say, 2003, 2004, I'm thinking of Stigas and Amatidis and Triaridis. And, um, and due to the book I've edited and uh, translated that, Dimit- that Dimitris has talked about future support of the Greek crisis, I am finding uh, continually fascinating how the work of these poets uh, is defined, altered, and changed by the ever-changing landscape of a society in crisis. It is very interesting to see how they publish, what they publish, where they publish it, and what that tells us. I need to be honest, though, that I cannot make any final judgment of what is currently happening in Greek poetry. We see, because it is still a very much in proce- a thing in process, a prog- a, um, a, a, it, it's still in progress. It is interesting to know that we are seeing a boom in the publication of poetry collections and poetry magazines. Um, we are seeing um, a lot of new, small, independent presses um, kind of showing, uh, you know, uh, appearing that are dedicated exclusively to the publication of poetry. We see a considerable increase of frequency of poetry nights and events, and even more impressively, how well they are attended. I was in, I've been invited to quite a few of them, uh, either uh, you know, to present my own work or you know, to, to attend. And it's amazing that you know, you'll get three-hour readings and you get a hundred people there and, they want, and they, they're staying on for the entire duration of the event. It's very interesting, it's very impressive. You see uh, how many new web-based platforms dedicated to poetry and interaction to other arts also seem to pop up. And of course, uh, an increase in the translation of Greek literature in general, poetry not so much, but there is an increased interest. But um, all this shows no sign of slowing down at the moment. Indeed, poetry is invoked to the rescue on the occasion of all sorts of emergencies. It is interesting to observe how often poetry shows up in Greek newspaper headlines. It's very, very interesting how it is shows up, how it is paraphrased and how it sort of also acts as a trigger, as they say, it's a very trendy term to use right now, as a trigger, but also as a way of invoking some sort of familiarity. So the project, because this is a project, the project of contemporary Greek poetry written in time of crisis seems to be a project in root health. This is a poetry that not only takes on a multiplicity of forms, but also engages with a commons in ways that are completely unique to this network of poets. A network is a crucial word. I would like to use the word network rather than generation. That is to say, individual statements, as expressed by these poets, are in reality based on collective statements. The poet, in this instance, acts as a relay for the collective forces of language. Take, for example, 22-year-old Anne Angoli, who defiantly declares the following. We have to demand the plot of land that belongs to us in this world, otherwise we shall drown. We have to dance to inspire the eternities that come horizontally, with our own almighty, like thunders, appearing in the most terrifying land, vertical eternities.
<coughs> Vasilis Labropoulos has laid out a manifesto of 10 features of contemporary Greek poetry, which I think are quite interesting as observations stemming from the publication of the anthology I edited. According to Labropoulos, contemporary Greek poetry, um, which he calls either poetry of the left melancholy or poetry of the intermittent insurgency, is a poetry conversant with English language literature and thought. It's considerable poetry drawing on a variety of idioms and registers. Intermediate poetry which interacts with other arts, a performative poetry which is often written to be performed in specific ways at specific venues, a precarious poetry taking formal risks, and operative poetry which resists technological abstraction and automation, and emerging poetry pulsing with the constituent powers of the transitory liminal flight, a melancholic poetry of dispossession, a molecular poetry which engages in systematic critical writing, and finally, a communal poetry seeking to build agonistic solidarity and the founding of a shared good life among the ruins of origin and destiny. Continuing on from Labropoulos' assessment, I would like to further discuss how we are no longer have to deal with a generation, as I've already said, but rather with a historical collective of poets which examines the conditions by which the propagation of new forms of collective life becomes possible. These new forms of collective life are the very conditions that occur simultaneously within new modes of collective subjectivity. I am interested to try and trace not only what it is that the contemporary Greek poetry is saying, but also what it does. This network of poets are trying to bring forth poetic statements uttered by an inarticulate or partially articulate pathological social body. In the poem Migratory Birds, Kiriakos Ipuljoglu writes, the country is suffering, they said, from viral hemorrhagic fever, a weak spring and a headache. Hospitality manifest as a rash. A nymph of ominous times coming from Senegal slept at Antikythera. Sleep might as well be a defense against wayfaring. The environment is not that natural. Immature mammals breastfeed immaturely. So what, if we, so what if we are the best hosts? The blame will always be placed on a red breast. Even when it is not apparent, I think it is fair to say that contemporary Greek poetry calls for not a missing people um, or a missing community, as um, Deleuze Gattari would say, scattered in the rubble of the crisis-ridden homeland, as it is trying to invent, to fabulate, which is not an actual verb. I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm stealing that from the legendary uh, people. A commons whose main feature is its internal homogeneity, heterogeneity, pardon, that subverts he hegemonic narratives about a, a poetic collective. It is interesting to note that this group of poets I'm referring to is bound together in a way that is quite different to the bunch of the generation of poets which preceded them. This is a group, but not quite a community, um, which is not bound together by the guild of shared violence, but is rather bound by impayable ontological debts, Oedipal-like in their complexity and impact. Greece is a difficult art which can never be paid, notes poet Dimitris Eleftherakis in his polemic Viscolitechni, The Difficult Art. The pamphlet published in the autumn of 2015 is an intense polemic whose tone sifts from anger, dejection, and destitution amongst other emotional states, but whose ultimate goal is not 
so much to ceremonially annihilate the generation immediately preceding it, that is to say, um, something, the, the, the age generation or the polytechnic generation, but to attempt to master and <laughs> an experiment with received discourse and ideologies passed down by that particular generation. Inspired and spurred on by the graffiti which covered within the space of a single night the Polytechnic building in March 2005, I think you all, you, must, you all must have seen that, the text is by Terz a furious polemic, a biting satire, a delirious rant, but never anything less than a meditation on the relation between individual and group subjectivities and the reactionary forces which lessen agency. The intertwining, eth the intertwining of ethics and aesthetics of previous generations seem to be hanging over newer generation. In that the text does not resort to easy answer, it is interesting to note here that frustration is coupled with dejection and often pity. The entire generation that became aware of itself and the world in the early 80s is a lost generation, notes the narrator of the text. And this is quite interesting. When I first read that, I thought, okay, hang on, what are you doing here? Um, because, you know, the generation that is, um, that is now sort of coming of age in the crisis, we are thinking of that as a lost generation. We are talking about this in the news as a lost generation. And Lefranc completely turns up on its head. Um, because, um, so it's, it's quite interesting to think about, and we can discuss this about this later, but it's really very interesting to understand because as uh, Eleftheraki says that this is a generation whose right to die heroically, yes, to die with meaning, has been taken away from it. So, um, shame, embarrassment, anger and pity color the text throughout as a difficult art referred to in the title of the book, is the difficult art of forming meaningful identity, but also the meaningful art of forming a poetic, that is to say, an aesthetic subject, which also is an ethical subject. A subject that consistently inquires on the relation between ethics and aesthetics, between life and art. In particular, the subject in Lutherakis' text is a subject which is continually thrust amongst the forces between those that are active and those that are reactive. The subject that thus must invent ways that will allow these configurations of forces to enable a creative joyful <coughs> life. And this happens to be a common theme in this network of poets I am talking about today. They seem to be bound by an acknowledgement of the shared need to negotiate processes of sustainable transformations with multiple others in the flow of a monstrous energy of life, capital L, that seems to deplete the vital creative forces of precarious workers. Um, a, a Greek American poet, Alexander Kalfopoulou, in a correspondence at some point wrote to me this really great line, which I thought pretty much summarized this. He was saying, The hardest lesson we take from all this is that the crisis steals from our own abilities to float the storm. Which I thought it was a line that sort of came out, out of nowhere. I thought, wow, this is really potent. So the poems written by this collective of poets cannot help but to refer to the biopolitical strategies which have altered the society's ontological constitution irrevocably. How many do time do you introduce? Ten minutes. Ten more minutes. Okay. It is probably fair to say that this movement 
of, in Greek poetry seeks not only to engage with current historical moment, but also to talk and think about it in a context that favors not only what is articulated, communicated, and disseminated, but also what escapes linguistic signifiers. A potent <clears throat> the focus of this group is not only on playful representation or irreverent citation and blasphemous appropriation, as in the case of Prevedratis that we talked about yesterday, for example, but also on the affected traces. A percentage of the poems written about the crisis and during the crisis are in condition with dejection, rage, and frustration. They, they engage with what is left over, what has been left behind, what remains, what has somehow caught and stuck around, the drugs and the sediments of the reading, the writing, and the cognitive processes as a whole. This effectively means that contemporary Greek poetry subverts the veneration of the authority of the past as a support mechanism for the habit of reproducing obsessive, oppressive power structures. Cultural and media theorist Douglas Raskov notes that by engaging with this present, we may well discover the patterns and pathways within it then we may once again stand the chance of running like little turtles, always in the right direction, even though we have no idea where we're going. The poetic subject, as presented by contemporary Greek poetry, is a subject of endurance, a sustainable, non-unitary, perspectival self, aware of its interaction with others. <coughs> in effect, this is an individual subject that is also a group subject a highly ethical subject which engages creatively and ethically with the world is in turn reaffirmed in the world. But the question remains, how is the poet a subject to engage with the world? How is the poet to write about um, what is going on right now? How is the poet to counter the force which absorb and consume its life forces? Duration and endurance seem to be key concepts here. When social sensitivity seems weak and fragmented against the backdrop of seems <coughs> seems uh, weak and uh, fragmented against the backdrop of the financial assault. Endurance, thus, is not simply a strategy of, a strategy of survival, but also an ethical principle. The fragmentation of social subjectivity is a central tenet of contemporary Greek poetic production. This hardened social subjectivity as moderated and regulated by a, by a politics of exclusion and exhaustion is countered by poems brimming with rage and a will to survive and thrive in the face of adversity. This signalist writes, for the sake of winter cemeteries where I now rest at night, I reinvent my language, which when I blow, death is born, my breath, I self-combust in vowels, plasticine the visions in my fingers, and all the dramas marionette tears. Transpired rock on rock I go on, I create, I flood the whole world inside the earth where I think again to go into the light. I dream and thus naked on your doorstep, I set your dreams alight. The fragmentation mentioned earlier is a twofold illusion to the current uh, predicament. First, to the increasing interconnectivity brought about by technological progress, but also to the fragmentation brought about by the effective intensity brought about by the present historical moment. This is work that surveys the blurry boundaries between personal collective, micro, micro and macro, same and defiance. 
Um, it is quite interesting that um, you get a lot of poems and a lot of narratives on um, social and, fam and familiar life, and, uh, and they are written during this time, and you see how they seem to subvert what um, um, the, the makeup uh, of this um, of, of received notions. And there's no problem. I think Dimitri will be able to tell you more about this. And there's no, uh, not at all uh, a coincidence that, you, that the so-called Greek, Greek weird cinema also seems to be dealing a lot with that. In particular, I am thinking of uh, Vasilis Amanatidis's collection, Mother Poem, where the M is in brackets, and uh, other poem, monologos where the poems try to articulate a speech that will conquer and subvert received speech within the familial unit. Why so? Why not? Why not? Why so? Why so? Why not? Why not? Why so? These are the four ta legs of the table. This is the method of instability. This is how imbalance is interpreted as stability. This is how the table is sanctified as a construct. And if you can't see it now, patience, you will soon see it. And the issue is deferred to issues of territory. It is not us who made the ground. It exists per se. We are not the manufacturers of the enveloping space. With preconceptions such as these, we made ourselves comfortable, not on the sides, but in the corners, due to desertude the sides deteriorated and we named axes certain tips of lances. When you have sat there for some time, you just you get used to the tip aiming straight at you as a part of yourself. This is convenient for everybody. A hostility like that is not due to someone else. They all have one. A violence like that is a universe of acquittals. In this space, we are being kept united by sharp, by sharp tips from a face that is missing. The personal here, the collective here, refers very much to the personal, and the familial unit serves as a metonymy for the, for the social context within which the family lives on, as a concept lives on. Contemporary poetry thus seems to be investigating the borders and boundaries which regulate everyday discourse. In a very real way, contemporary Greek poetry is nomadic poetry, is nomadic poetry. It draws in all manners of perception and affect, attempting to overcome the blockages which bind it to the past or to same, that's, which is same, the very economy of debt. This binding of the, to the past is akin to being in debt. It involves forgetting how to resist, forgetting how to disrupt a normal flow of time. So in order to be contemporaneous and engage with one's affective capacities, one needs to, re to remember to reinvent new minds disrupting the, the constant and moralizing discourse. Contemporary Greek poetry investigates how modern Greek morality is regulated and moderated by fiscal, political, cultural indebtedness. Um, I don't have enough time, but um, I'll read to you um, snippets of a poem by Katerina Poole called Fatofli. Το δωμάτιο δεν είναι εντελώς άδειο, αλλά εντελώς γεμάτο. Είναι πολλαπλασιασμός μιας έλλειψης και ό,τι στοιχεία έχουν απομείνει ακέραια εντείνουν ακόμα περισσότερο την αποτυχία του να περιέχουν κάτι αλλά ακόμη και την προσδοκία του περιεχομένου ως παρελθόν η ιστορία ή η ταυτοτητα Το δωμάτιο είναι κενό, μήπως είναι απλά ανοιχτό, θυμός, απογοήτευση. Χρειάζομαι πιο πολλά στοιχεία για να επιστρέψω. Να επιστρέψω πού, στην πατρίδα. Είναι ίσως μια νέκεια. 
Η νέκεια είναι το καθαρό εσωτερικό. Είναι ένα στομάχι που απορροφά τα γεγονότα. Το καθαρό σημείο συνάντηση χωρί μορφέ. Σύγκληση μορφών. Αυτό λοιπόν. Το δωμάτιο είναι τόπο συνάντηση. Τόσο μικρό, τόσο λίγο, τόσο άδειο. Είμαι πληθυντική και σα φέρνω μαζί μου. Εδώ. Γιατί σα χρειάζομαι. Τόση ώρα δεν ψηλαφώ και δεν σκοτάφτω πάνω σε κάτι που λείπει, αλλά στο εσωτερικό. Η Λιοπούλου's Poem is characteristic of the collective poets I'm talking about. This is poetry that punks in the long term, and the articulation of the poetic discourse about the current situation can only be the collective result of an attempt to experience, experiment with, and endure the current historical moment. The hegemonic ideas which regulate everyday life are flawed and brittle and in plain view. This, this does not make them any less potent or effective, but it also allows for an attempt to negotiate an experiment with personal collective subjectivity. This experimentation with subjectivity often requires of us to find our own hardened ideas and ideals and how this can't create blockages and impasses where in theory we are aiming for solidarity, community and interconnectedness. What is at stake in this poem is not the truth of how we have come to this point, but how to survive this point in our personal and collective history. This is poetry that allows us to rethink our position as subjects towards death and subjects in death. Poetry does seems to function here as a diagnostic tool rather than a surgical tool. It does not remove the tumor, so to speak, but it does show us the, its metastasis. This multilocality of pain and trauma, this expression of the wound, articulates a sense of urgency that subverts shame as it arises from the discourse of lack of self-control and how this lack has led us into indebtedness. This realization also brings forth new aspects of collective individual identity, an identity that is more complex in the way it approaches the world, an identity that seeks to inhabit the world and interact with it. The current poetic discourse on the crisis is necessarily a discourse of diaspora, a discourse of unseen but left, but felt multiplicities, um, a discourse which seeks to articulate, to disarticulate, new speak and bang speak. It seeks to correct inequalities, even though it might be a product of that inequality itself, or it might come to produce its own inequalities. A new space for poetry has been created wherein poetry engages with the commons, with group subjectivity, multiple arts and disciplines at the velocity and density that seems wholly novel. In the process, contemporary Greek poetry attempts to undo the biopolitical processes which make us subject to certain ideas and their laws. In this way, we become not other, but no, not other, but no one person in particular. Thus, the very dynamism of a changing tradition is documented and crit critically approached and experienced. And to close off, so um, what is it that this collective of contemporary Greek poets do? Contemporary Greek poetry investigated the, the conditions for what Berardi uh, names the political and affective cultural transformation and how this, this um, affective political and cultural transformation relates to the expanding social body and the suffering uh, body of the workers as living build, uh, beings. The results might not always be encouraging. The, poem thems the poems themselves are often symptoms of the general malaise, but as performative repetitions of the illness of the social body, the creative and joyful engagement of the world could be token the production of therapeutic effects. Thank you.